want to share something with you just briefly before I do the message. The message title today is Now. But uh, while I was in Israel this time, I was honored by the government to meet with several people and officials with the uh, adoption agencies, 183 um, orphanages and foster care institutions and homes, and to meet with those heads. They asked me why I do what I do, and I was able to share my testimony through tears and their tears for about an hour in their government offices in Tel Aviv. And the head of the uh, adoption agency uh, leader, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, said that we, we pray every day that God would lighten our heart, put something in our life to carry us through the day as a tradition. He said, I want you to know, not only have you touched my heart for today, but for five days at least. And uh, they recognized me coming and going out of Israel uh, as an honored uh, guest. And so... Through your contributions and us working together, not only are we taking care of the hurting, but we're, we're reaching many people with the gospel of Yeshua. When I was hungry, you fed me. Naked, you clothed me, and so on. So thank you. And if you're a, a, a regular donor, uh, you're a mighty defender, I want to thank you so much. And if you'd like to be, just partner with us or go online, uh, IsraelBenevolenceFund.org. Look us up, and you'll see many of these stories. Let's pray together. Abba, I just thank you for the honor and the privilege to stand in this historical building among these mighty people, these awesome people, to, Father, declare your word, to bring forth from your holy scriptures. I pray, Lord, that you would speak, that you would reveal yourself, that you would set the captives free, bind up the brokenhearted, set at liberty those that are in bondage, save the laws, enlighten those, give answers to prayers. Lord, touch every heart and every life and every home. Those that are not here and those that are traveling, those that are away, may your word go forth as a tsunami from this building into this community in Richmond, Virginia. May it sweep through the streets and into the synagogues and into the, the homes and lives of the people through the hearts that are sitting here today. May it carry not only from here but to the nations. Lord, for you're the God of Israel and the God of the nations. Father, explain your word to us today by your Holy Spirit. Come right now in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Adonai was pleased for the sake of his righteousness to make the Torah great and glorious. But this is a people robbed and looted, all of them tapped and trapped in holes, hidden away in prisons. They have become a prey with no one to deliver them and plunder with, no, with none to say, give it back. Who among you will give ears to this? Who will listen and heed hereafter? Who gave Jacob to the looters, Israel to the plunders? Was it not I, Adonai? Have we not sinned against him and his ways? They were unwilling to walk in his Torah. They did not obey. So he poured out on him a fury and of his anger and fierceness of battle. It blazed all around him, yet he did not understand it. It burned him, yet he did not take heart. Isaiah 42, verses 21, and through that chapter. I want you to understand that Jacob was in trouble. 
They're in Babylon. They're in captivity because of neglecting the Word of God. And we find that the, the Lord has always had a remnant, both of Israel and of the nations. And from captivity, they come back to Ezra and Nehemiah and the building of the city and the building of the temple. But in Isaiah 43, it says, but now. Now. An amazing word. Now. You see, now is now. Now hasn't been, nor is it, will it be. A heartbeat, the last heartbeat is past. Now's another one. Now's another one. Now's another one. Our last breath will never be again. This day when you got up, all those hours that have passed since before daylight, they'll never be again. And here is Israel. In bondage, broken, shattered lives, deserving of more destruction, deserving of more punishment. But as this service has been going on, we keep hearing this. But in that, he loved us. In that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. The goodness of the Lord brings us to repentance. And here we have Isaiah on this wonderful iPhone, which uh, I have to go back and forth. But now, I want you to notice this in verse 1. But now, thus saith Adonai, the one who created you. Ownership. Ownership. Israel belongs to God. This is like a parent. This is like a Abba. This is like a father. This is like a mother who has children, who sends them to their room, who disciplines them and grounds them, who spanks them and punishes them for a while. But now, no longer are we there. But now. I love this. I love this part of the Scripture because there's a promise. But now, thus saith Adonai, the one who created you, O Jacob, the one who formed you, O Israel, fear not. You know, how many of us here have done something wrong, very wrong? Just a few of us, not all of us. I see some perfect ones. And how many of you know that you've escaped death at some point in your life? There's a few of us, isn't there? Military or whatever, or decisions we've made, bad decisions we've made. I can count many times how God rescued me from the fires, carried me through floods, saved me from being wounded, and delivered me and set me in a place of safety. Not because I deserved it, but because he's God. And he saw something of a redemptive measure in me. And he plucked me and he said, that one is mine. 
He will not be perfect. He'll do things all wrong. He'll make major mistakes, but I'm underneath him, the everlasting arms, and he held me. I was here several months ago and spoke about the divine dimension, how to hear God and never miss him. I practice that all the time. I hear about your rabbi walking down the street by a toy store and just had to go into the toy store and, and so on. And I hear other stories that are going on in the congregation that someone spoke to someone and, and now they're meeting on a regular basis just to share with each other in encouragement. Broken and shattered lives are sitting in all these pews. There's a story in everybody in this room. There's a story of hope. There's a story of tragedy. There's a story, a, a historical story of some sort in every single room. I was walking through Methodist Hospital where my daughter had surgery on uh, Tuesday, and all of a sudden, I walked by this table, and there was a lady there, and she had her bags on the table, and she had a drink. And I, and I stepped by her. I stepped right by and I, what I did is I said, good morning, how are you? And she says, I'm fine. And I said, well, good. Just like that, spontaneity. The mind of the Lord, the heart of God for people. Like Jacob, who didn't deserve it. And I turned and I said, are you really okay? Never met her. Elizabeth's her name. And I began to talk to her about her name. You know about Elizabeth, Yokanon the Immersers, uh, mother. and you, you know about that. And, and, and I just began to talk with her. I said, can I pray with you, Elizabeth? And all of a sudden, the fountains of hurt welling up within her life, the tragedies or whatever was going on, I never questioned her one time, began to produce the tears running down her face. And I said to her, as I prayed with her, the Lord prayed through me and touched her life. We may never meet again. But that's not what it's all about, who's famous and foremost and so on and so forth. It's about that individual life along our roads in life. The Lord says to Jacob, he says, look now. I don't know where you've been in the past. I don't know your past life. God knows your past life. God knows your failures. He knows all about you. And guess what? He loves you. He truly loves you. You're a jewel to him. All creation was created for you. And all that you've been in the past is the past. You see, some of us are in a time capsule. Remember when? We haven't done it like that before. Oh, you remember so-and-so? You remember this? Oh, Rabbi so-and-so didn't do it like this. Oh, that group didn't do it like that. We're stuck in a time capsule. Even in jobs sometimes, in positions. Well, he never done it like that before. Well, he's not here. I am here. And the I am is here. Come on. 
And he makes changes. And he does what he wants to do. And he wants you to know he loves you. And so we find that God in his infinite mercy, we read each week, there is no God like you, O Lord. There are no deeds like yours. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. Adonai, you are God. You are king. You've always been king. You shall be the king forever. Give strength to your people. We pray these prayers and we say these things and, and laced within our liturgy this morning and laced within our, in our hearts this morning, we find God evident in all that we do. I, I go through my sedur sometimes. I was on a plane yesterday flying in and there was a retired pastor behind me and, and I was reading out and I was reading out loud. I, I'm kind of loud. I'm sorry, but I love God so much and I don't care if anybody likes it or not. I mean, I lived in the world. I know what the world has to offer. I know what the world did to me. I know what others did to me in orphanages and different places in my life, but I found a Savior. Actually, He found me, and He set me free. And I just kind of like Him a lot. And so I'm reading in there, you are high and wonderful, great and feared, who brings low the proud and raises the humble, who brings forth the prisoners and delivers the meek and helps the poor and answers his people in times when they cry in him. Praise our exalted God. Blessed is his name who is blessed forever. Moshe and the people of Israel, they sang a new song of great joy and all said, Mika Moka be Elim Adonai. Who is like unto you, O God? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, awesome in praise and doing well? And you know what I'm doing? I'm sitting up there, and there's this guy next to me. You could smell his night before. And I was singing, Mika Moka Belim Adonai, Mika Moka. And I'm just worshiping the Lord. And then I come to, you know, we come to a place in our nation, and in our world, when someone's always got the solution and everybody knows just exactly how it ought to be. But I come to a place in my life to sing, Adonai yimlok le'olam va'ed, Adonai yimlok le'olam va'ed, the Lord's God reign, it will never end, Adonai yimlok le'olam va'ed, boom. He's still God. He's still God. The world wants to destroy us. Satan has come to destroy Israel and our lives as well. Adonai yimlok le'olam va'ed. God has a plan for Israel. Now, right now, right now, I'll tell you, how many of you like to look back? Now, we're supposed to remember, but we're not supposed to look back. How many of you ever ran into the back of somebody? <laughs> Rear end, they call it, right? How many of you have ever bumped into anybody without a car, but you've been doing busy and you bumped into them? Come on, huh? What were you doing? 
I walk through airports, and if I don't get out of the way, they're going to run me over texting or doing messaging and all these other things. They're making laws now that you can't even use your phone because so many people are killing somebody, you know, looking. But I want you to picture this. I'm going down Interstate 45 from Houston to Galveston, and I'm running about 70, yeah, and, and so on and going. And, uh, you know, I think about, well, I look at my mirror, I look at my mirror, and so I keep going, and I saw something in my mirror, and I look back, and I kind of look too long, and I almost ran into somebody. If you spend your time looking back into your past, you're going to collide, and you're going to be wounded and broken, or you may kill someone else because of your past. Stop looking behind and press to the mark of the high calling of God and move in the direction now. When can we change our past? When, when can we do something about all the things behind? Now. And God says, but now, when you walk through the water, it will not overflow you. And if you pass through the fire, it will not burn you. For I am your shield, and I am your protector. And you know what? If I have to send the ministering angels to war for you, I will do it. Mary says that God, if God, God can move any boulder out of the way. God has the power to move any situation out of your life. Here's the other thing that we're, that we're faced with, worried about tomorrow. What am I going to do? Good gracious, I'm about to retire. I never found retirement in the Word of God. I really haven't. But there are some who retired. You know, they call me the retired rabbi. I call me, you know what retire is? You go to discount tire, you get more new tires, and you put them on your vehicle, and you just keep going. When God calls, that's it. What are you going to do when men are through? Same thing he called me to almost 50 years ago. Just keep doing what I'm doing, walking along the way. You know, I didn't look into the future when God called me running down the street in Alvin, Texas, and he said, I want you to take care of widows, orphans, and Holocaust survivors. I had no idea what I was going to do. Didn't know what a website was. I got an iPhone. It's, it kind of gives me trouble sometimes. Um, Apple, you know, the bite out of it, I think it might have been in the Garden of Eden, and that, that was the fruit, the bite on it. I don't know, but it bites me sometimes, you know. But the thing about it is, I didn't know. I didn't dream up this idea. But then God spoke to me, and now we have a hundred and some uh, orphanages and, and foster care systems and thousands. We took, we took uh, 50 Holocaust survivors out on the Sea of Galilee, and they'd never seen the Sea of Galilee. They live in a different place in Israel. They've never been there. We, we fed them a big meal overlooking the Sea of Galilee. We had a chef come in and, and cook, and, and, and we played music before him. I danced with a 98-year-old Holocaust survivor, and she just hugged and kissed me. I met another couple, and they hugged me, and they said, you're like my son. Please never forget us, son. I mean, these are the things. I didn't know. Hallelujah. I wasn't looking to do that. 
I didn't look in the future and say, that's what's going to happen. It was now that day. It was now that day when God spoke to me. And I said, yes, Lord, I don't know how am I going to do this, but the Lord figured it out. He had it figured out before my now. And I don't know where you're going. But, you know, we need to stop thinking about tomorrow and reside in now. This is the day. This is the now. Now is the time. Now is the time of decision. Now, right now. You see, if you commit your life to the Lord now, if you surrender your life to the Lord now, he will direct your path. He will make things happen for you that you can't do yourself, glory to God. I watched the growth, the growth of David. I am just so blessed to see these young rabbis. Some of them call me graduates from Duke. Some of them call me from Yeshiva. Some of them call me from Israel. Some of them call me from all over. One was from uh, Africa. He heard me on YouTube, and he says, I got, will you please pray for me? I didn't look for that. I'm not looking beyond the Bema today because I'm in the now. I want to live in the now. I want to do what the Lord wants me to do now. I'm 76 years old, May 23rd. They're celebrating my birthday by showing a film. I think you all should have birthday cake and celebrate my birthday. You have my permission, May 23rd. 76 years old, Rabbi Aronson. I like uh, chocolate cake with white icing, so please celebrate it. Don't try to put that many candles on the cake. But anyway, you want a little ice cream with it, it'd be okay too. But you know, I'm pressing on the upper way. I am. I'm trying to run a race, but I'm not running tomorrow's race today. I'm running today's race right now. Stop looking back in a time capsule. I believe in vision. I believe in future. And I believe in the prophetic. And I believe God does things. And he shows us things about tomorrow. And I've seen some things, but I'm not dwelling on those things. Some of us got so dwelling on the blood moons and all the prophecies and the change of the century and all these other things that we didn't worry about the now. We didn't worry about the veteran on the corner who sleeps under a bridge. We didn't think about the child that was naked homeless, and hungry. We didn't, you see, we were so busy thinking about that new home, that new job, that new bride, that new husband, that new, that new, that new. Vision, 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 dreams, dreams, dreams that we forget about what? Now. Now. Love your wife as Messiah loved the body. Now. Honor your husbands. You know, Israel, before they were sold into bondage, they had abortion. They had homosexuality. They had all of the sins that we look at today. They had all the brokenness of the Torah. Read the Scriptures. Offering their children to the gods of Baal, passing them through the fire. They had everything 
that we have now but God. And I declare to you today, just as sure as this scripture that keeps fading off my iPhone, that we have a promise now. I want to ask you something. Where will you be tomorrow? you got a calendar and, you know, but do you know that? Do you know for sure? Do you know, do you know absolutely, positively, certainly for sure that you're going to be at that appointment tomorrow? You don't. But you do know this. You have now. Lay aside yesterday. Lay aside thoughts of tomorrow. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. There's nothing the Lord withholds from those who walk uprightly. My desire for you is Good, says the Lord. Don't live in yesterday's sin and let the enemy torment you about your mistakes. Remind him about his mistakes. You at least know his future. And it's eternal. Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, that I press toward the mark of the high calling of God. I thank you, Lord, that we have a promise. I thank you, Lord, for today's deliverance. I believe with all my heart, Lord, as you brought this message to me about Jacob and his rebellion and, 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 and all the things that happened, Lord. I, I, Lord, I saw it as I was flying across the clouds and looking over America, down on cities, praying for them, that you would visit those cities and bring about a revival or bring your salvation to communities. Lord, I prayed over our country, and I prayed over Israel as we prayed National Day of Prayer, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that all these prayers in the name of Yeshua, but Lord, today right here in Tikvot Israel, right here in this place, there are, there, there are these here that are gathered, Lord, and they've heard your message, and they've, you've, they've, they've felt your invitation to them. They know, Lord God, that they have things in their life that they want to get rid of and lay them down now. There's things in their hearts and lives, forgiveness and root of bitterness and offenses. They want to lay it down now. They don't want to carry the bags of burden so far because they can't seem to get where they're going. The hill's too high. The mountain's too high. The valley is so steep, Lord. The river is so rafted. It's so rapid. They just can't get across it anymore. And they want to lay it here, and they want to leave it now. And Lord, they want to go on from woundedness and brokenness to healing. They want to go on now as the captives being set free. They want to know, Lord God, and they're knower. They want to know for sure, Lord God, that if they go through a water, they won't be overwhelmed. If they have to go into a fire, they'll not be burned. And Lord, you will cry. You will speak to the north, the south, the east, and the west. 
to bring rightfully what belongs to every person here and into this congregation. That's who you are. That's who you are. And, Lord, I just pray as we have time at the altar that right now you'll do a miracle in any life that's ready to say, now, Lord, now. I give it all to you now. My past, my present, my future, I just want to give it all to you again. Lord, I want to recommit my life now. I want to just lift my life before you now. My children, my rebellious grandson or daughter, my broken relationship and friendship in the body and in my house, in my broken heart and relationship with people's abuse. I just want to lay it aside. Say, Master, now, now I come to you. Lord, in Hebrews 4, 2, it says that the gospel was preached in Babylon. It was preached in Babylon. The truth of the good news was preached among our people in bondage from Egypt, from the Holocaust ovens, from all the tragedies of racial tensions and the world and all the things that we have caused to bring hurt to each one and the other. But now, I am thine, O oh Lord. I've heard your voice. Now.